All right, we have our news briefing, and joining us in the studio is Sami Sorang. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. Let us begin with an update on uh, what we're facing right now, especially here in the Seoul metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. What are the latest uh, coronavirus numbers? So the KCDC, they confirmed 288 new COVID-19 cases yesterday, mostly within the Seoul metropolitan area. And this brings the nation's total caseload to 16,346. Now, with the triple-digit daily figures being the new norm now, the country has reported more than 1,500 coronavirus cases over the past week. And what's most troubling is that the transmission routes remain unknown for 15% of the new cases reported over the previous two weeks. Now, in terms of new administrative orders, from today through August 30th, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. rallies within Seoul with 10 people or more will be banned. And over in Incheon, Mayor Park Nam-chun has mandated that all residents and visitors wear masks. We saw a uh, similar order also uh, being uh, implemented by the uh, Gyeonggi governor, Mm -hmm. Lee Jae-myung, as well. Essentially, what he's telling Gyeonggi residents if you are, uh, unless you're eating or washing yourself where you have to take off the mask, even indoors or with anybody else, you're supposed to wear uh, the masks all day long. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could face a, a 3 million won fine should you be found uh, violating that. Uh, the concerns right now, and although uh, I think their members are feeling that they're being they are beleaguered and uh, they're being persecuted. But the, uh, the numbers uh, don't lie. The biggest ongoing cluster is the uh, Sarangjail Church in Sangbuku of Seoul. How many new cases were confirmed yesterday? Yesterday, 53. So 53 new patients were added to the cluster, bringing the total there to 676. Now, today, there are at least 67 cases of nth transmission from the Sarang Jail Church. Mm. So far, these secondary and tertiary infections have occurred at 13 different locations, including other churches, hospitals, and call centers. Meanwhile, health officials conducted an on-site investigation into Sarang Jail Church yesterday with the police to secure an accurate list of its members. However, there was a confrontation between the police and some members as the members tried to block authorities from entering. And as a result, police forces had to withdraw this morning without securing that list. Now, as for the other church clusters, the Urijel Church in Yonginshi of Gyeonggi Province, that added 11 cases yesterday to a total of 165. And a new group emerged in Incheon where 15 members of the Yolmemennen Church were confirmed positive yesterday. This group had attended a small church gathering on the 16th where they had talked with each other for a long time, some with their masks off. So we will uh, talk more about the churches uh, a little bit later on in our segment as mm-hmm. well. But it is safe to say that perhaps the uh, public image of Christianity has taken a bit of a hit here yeah. because uh, fairly or unfairly, a lot of these Christian, namely Protestant churches, are now all kind of being lumped in uh, mm-hmm. from the actions of Sarang Jail Church. And you keep seeing these unfortunate events and sometimes even outrageous, um, outlandish events where there was one Sarang Jail Church member who apparently went to one of the health welfare, welfare centers and basically told the uh, female worker there, mm-hmm. why don't you catch the disease as well, yeah. and then embraced her. Yeah. And, and there have been attacks on other members of the uh, health ministry to try to uh, uh, get uh, procure records of the, uh, the numbers and, and mm-hmm. the list of, of people there. And so, as you say, um, if you're resorting to violence, if you're resorting to very unfortunate rhetoric, it does taint the entire image of uh, um, Christianity here in Korea, namely Protestant Christianity. Uh, but... 
it is now filtering on uh, throughout the country and it is hitting other industries as well. And really, I guess the big fear for us and our staff looks like it is starting to infiltrate the, the nation's media industry. Yeah, absolutely. So to begin with, the CBS, they normalized their broadcast yesterday noon after a reporter there was confirmed which had at the time led to the cancellation of its regular radio programming on Wednesday and Thursday morning. KBS had to halt filming a TV series on Wednesday as well, and JTBC had to suspend filming a variety show and a separate TV series yesterday. Now, closer to where we are right now, Henry, is Hangam. Mm. SBS had to shut down its prism tower yesterday after a teacher of a childcare centre within the tower tested positive. Now, as for other major clusters, the athletic college preparatory classes in Songbukgu, that uh, cluster there, it added 17 new cases yesterday, raising the cluster count to 18. And in relation to the August 15th Kwanghwamun rally, at least 60 people are known to have been infected, with 42 of them having links to the Sarang Jail Church. So we have these uh, cluster infections that uh, the nation is trying to get under control. The question, you, you mentioned the, the nth uh, level infections here, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, secondary or tertiary. The concern right now is, and the reason why we've been hearing these dire warnings from various officials, including uh, the Gyeonggi governor, Lee Jae-myung, saying this is going to be an unprecedented sort mm-hmm. of tsunami level yeah. of spread, is that we have no idea how deep this goes, including notably, again, one of these notorious right-wing figures, uh, one person who has now been confirmed uh, with coronavirus, who did attend this Kwangamun uh, rally, was this uh, right-wing politician, Chu Ok-sun. Mm-hmm. So she's a politician, she's a YouTuber, she's the head of a conservative group called Kehan Mingok Ommabude, roughly translated in English, Korean Mother's Army. Mm-hmm. Now, this 60-year-old, uh, 67-year-old, she was confirmed coronavirus positive yesterday morning. She had at the Gwanghwamun rally given a speech with her mask down, resting on her chin. And she had been seen giving the Sarang Jail Church pastor and coronavirus positive patient Chun Gwanghun a bottle of water. Now, the greater problem here is that according to Chu Ok-sun's YouTube video, she had slept at a Jimjilbang on the evening of the mm. Kwanghwamun rally, which raises a concern of a further spread at the public bathhouse. Right, and so uh, there is this, again, unfortunate um, series of events that we're seeing these notorious right-wing figures engaging in um, very, very irresponsible behavior. Mm-hmm. So with, with Chu Ok-sun, she notably was uh, most famous in recent months uh, during the whole uh, trade boycott during uh-huh. the Japan mm-hmm. period. She went in front of the Japanese and said, sorry, Abe, please forgive us, basically uh-huh. kind of um, issuing this sort of mea culpa to um, the uh, Japanese prime minister, uh, which didn't go over well with the mm-hmm. wider public. But the, again, the, with this kind of behavior and knowing that uh, she is now potentially uh, another perhaps super spreader, uh, we, we don't know how the situation is with this bathhouse. And then we saw the former Gyeonggi governor and uh, right-wing politician Kim Bunsu also kind of engaged in some uh, sort of uh, unfortunate behavior with the police in terms mm-hmm. of refusing to kind of adhere to these uh, quarantine, quarantine guidelines. Uh, it has a cumulative effect, perhaps, of sort of uh, tainting the image of uh, conservatives who had been rising in popularity in recent uh, weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we, again, you can't lump all of these churches in one group, but some of the conservative Protestant churches are, as I kind of briefly mentioned in the opening, they are um, continuing to be defiant in the face of this. And again, they are claiming that uh, they are being 
persecuted and unfairly blamed for the government's incompetence. That's right. So yesterday, a group of around 10 people representing a dozen or so conservative Protestant groups, they held a press conference near the Blue House. And the group claimed that the government is trying to deflect attention away from its own failed quarantine measures by encouraging churches to become the subject of a witch hunt. So it called for the government to lift a ban on churches from holding services and meetings, and it also called for Prime Minister Chong Se-kyun, Health Minister Park Nung hoo and KCDC Chief Chong Eun-kyung to all take the blame and step down from their posts. The group protested that most churches have been exemplary in abiding by COVID-19 quarantine measures, and if you oppress churches and put out policies banning face-to-face services, you'll be forcing Korean churches to become an enemy Because according Mm. to the group, Korean churches consider services an utmost priority. Yeah, the cynical view among uh, uh, non-Protestants is that uh, their their main worry is not about the fellowship and, and, you know, worshiping. God is, it is because of the hungum, the, mm. the, the donations, especially with elderly people, it's a lot easier to collect if, if it's in person, where yeah. it's a li- maybe a bit more difficult to get those de- donations if it's online services mm-hmm. and you got to click through uh, certain things to, to pay your tithe. However, um, again, uh, that is the perspective of the uh, conservative group of Protestant churches. Not all churches are the same. This is sort of a thing oh, that you always say with not. any group of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, some churches are decidedly trying to be a bit more. Uh, cooperative um and if we can make a guess i would say that the majority of the group of the uh, protestant churches are not in alignment with the group that i mentioned before so for one we know that the united christian churches of korea put out an apology on tuesday for the recent outbreak and most recently yesterday the general assembly of presbyterian church in korea They put out a set of quarantine guidelines for its members, which are in line with the state health authorities and what they are urging. So, for example, they say, no face-to-face meetings or services for two weeks until September 1st, no choir practice. So for music worship during online services, they say switch from choral music that require choir practice to vocal soloist or instrument performances. And also no more shared meals or any other forms of social gatherings among church members. And as you said, uh, this is the the majority way of going about things for the churches in my experience in my area, Mm -hmm. as well as uh, from the people around me who do attend churches, that uh, most of them are pretty much adhering to what the government guidelines are. It is just uh, that old cliche, right? Just one bad apple spoils Mm -hmm. the whole bunch. Now, that's the situation with the Protestant churches, Misorang, but uh, we we also have other religious groups here in in Korea as well. Uh, I I would say that uh, the consensus seems to be the Catholic Church has been by and large, uh, quite cooperative with the Uh government uh, during this uh, pandemic. Yesterday, uh, President Moon Jae-in did meet with the uh, top leaders of the country's Catholic Church. Yeah, the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, Moon called for the church's continued cooperation in containing the spread of the coronavirus. Yesterday's luncheon is the first invitation of Catholic leaders to the presidential Blue House since Moon assumed power because Moon had met with Protestant and Buddhist leaders at Cheongwadae in July of last year, but this is a first for Catholic leaders. And during the luncheon, Moon praised the local Catholic community for taking prompt action during that first wave of infections in early, uh, late February. And Moon also asked the Catholic Church to become a role model in curbing transmissions as we are trying to avert a second wave. 
Now, this meeting was attended by Cardinal Andrew Yom Su Jung, the Archbishop of Seoul, as well as Archbishop Kim Yi Jung, among others. Right. Uh, being a Catholic himself, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. there is a, a sort of mutual affinity. Obviously, there are also uh, differing views among uh, Catholics. Uh, some are conservative, some are progressive, mm -hmm. and what have you. But uh, there is this effort uh, underway now to try to engage with the religious community, whether it's Buddhist, whether it's uh, Confucianist, whether it's uh, Protestant Christians or uh, Roman Catholics, and, and uh, tr um in this time of crisis where you do need everyone to cooperate, as I mentioned before, you can have this ordinance where you can't ban 10 or more people. But mm -hmm. if uh, people are going to really not really <laughs> think that the rule of law exists to their own group yeah. <laughs> or because of their own kind of superseding authority, which they believe uh, would be kind of kind of prioritized over the mm -hmm. government, uh, that is why uh, we might have, again, a situation you can't handle the pandemic as uh, efficiently as possible. So it is important to keep that dialogue going and maybe not vil um, villainize or um, probably ostracize people yeah. uh, who may be more reticent to be more cooperative if mm -hmm. they are feeling like uh, they're being scapegoated here. Mm -hmm. Let's talk North Korea now. We haven't talked about North Korea in a while, but mm. this is a pretty big development according to some intelligence reports. Um, Kim Jong-un has reportedly handed part of his uh, power to his sister Kim Yo-jung. Yeah, so this is according to the South Korean spy agency. They said yesterday that the North Korean dictator has delegated part of his authority to his sister to one, help alleviate his mounting stress in leading the communist country, and two, help Kim Jong-un avert culpability in the event of policy failure. So according to Yonhap News, the National Intelligence Service told lawmakers during a closed-door briefing yesterday that Kim Yo-jong, the first vice director of the Workers' Party Central Committee, she is now steering overall state affairs, including Pyongyang's policy towards Washington and Seoul. But it's not just Kim Yo-jong. There are others sharing a minuscule amount of power and authority with Kim Jong-un. For example, Park Bong-ju, Vice Chairman of the State Affairs Commission and the new Premier Kim Do-kun, they have been given the authority to oversee economic policies. And also during yesterday's closed-door parliamentary briefing, the NIS added that the 5-megawatt nuclear reactor in Yongbyon is still not in operation. This is Pyongyang's main nuclear facility and has been inactive since 2018. Now, the North has been grappling, uh, arguably even more perhaps uh, severely uh, with the problems we've been facing with the recent floods, yeah. as well as uh, their ongoing struggle with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, they've been struggling economically as well uh, because of those two factors. According to data released by the Korea International Trade Association yesterday, Pyongyang's trade with its main economic partner, Beijing, that has more than halved to $412 million in the first half of this year. So this represents a 67% decrease from last year and is due to the border between the two states being closed due to the coronavirus. Specifically, exports plunged by 72% and imports by 67%. As a result, Kim Jong-un, in a very rare move, admitted before the ruling Workers' Party Central Committee on Wednesday that Pyongyang has been unsuccessful in achieving the economic breakthroughs that Kim Jong-un himself had promised over the last few years. The North Korean leader said that severe internal and external situations meant that the attainment of goals has been seriously delayed and that people's living conditions have not improved remarkably. 
The party will draw up a new five-year economic blueprint at a rare congress of its Workers' Party in January of next year. Right, so interesting developments there. Uh, speaking of power sharing, uh, not much going on between the ruling party and the opposition party. A lot of uh, tension and indeed another shouting match breaking out in the National Assembly, uh, this time over the uh, real estate measures. Yeah, so to give you a bit of background, there was a plenary session of the Strategy and Finance Committee yesterday. And at the meeting, UFP's Kim Tae-hum, he took the floor and criticized the ruling party for allegedly ignoring the usual procedure of the National Assembly Act when it passed the recent real estate laws. So Kim Tae-hum, he said that no one in the DP has apologized or expressed regret over the party's actions and called the DP shameless, roughly bonbonhada. <laughs> now, at that point, DP's Kim Kyung-hyop said, no, you're shameless, after which a shouting match and finger-pointing ensued between the two for around three minutes. The verbal altercation ended with a com- uh, committee head, Yoon hoo Dog expressing regret over holding the standing committee meeting without the UFP in attendance. There was a belief that after the April 15th election, a lot of those kind of mangmal or like yeah. kind of loud uh, UFP members were voted out of office. But uh, Kim tae is still there. He's uh-huh. kind of going to hold my beer, right, uh, <laughs> while we have this National Assembly yeah. session. Uh, one good thing is they the rival parties have agreed to uh, resume the National Assembly uh, uh, on, for their first regular session. Mm-hmm. So they have settled on a date, and the date is September 1st. The floor leaders of the ruling DP and main opposition UFP, they settled on this date during a meeting yesterday chaired by the National Assembly Speaker Park Byung-sok. Chief Parliamentary Spokesperson Han Min-soo said that the regular session's takeoff will be followed in succession by speeches by party chiefs, inquiries on government officials and the parliamentary inspection of government agencies. The parties also agreed to form five special committees, including the Special Committee on Ethics. And that parliamentary audit is set to begin in early October. So real estate has been, again, a big sticking point. Prosecutorial reform, also a big issue. The Justice Ministry announcing yesterday some details of a uh, reorganization plan. Yes, so this plan, it centers on two main things. First, drastically reducing the number of departments with the right to conduct direct investigations. And secondly, on getting rid of certain positions at the Supreme Prosecutor's Office. So 14 departments dedicated to investigation or with the right to directly investigate, they will be converted to criminal departments. And at this whole central district prosecutor's office, only one of four deputy chiefs there will be allowed to carry out an investigative role. The other three deputy chiefs will be limited to overseeing criminal departments. And at the Supreme Prosecutor's Office, three senior positions will be abolished, whose roles up to this point were to collect information on potential criminal activities and also coordinate investigations conducted by regional offices for the top prosecutor. This plan was approved at the Vice Minister's meeting yesterday and will be presented at an upcoming cabinet meeting on the 25th. So as we know, there's been a bit of a standoff with the uh, Justice Minister Chumye and the uh, Prosecutor General Yoon mm-hmm. uh, Seo-gyal. Traditionally, what we have seen, the power structure being that the uh, Justice Minister really had no uh, authority or oversight over the Prosecutor General himself. He mm-hmm. enjoyed a very large amount of autonomy to do whatever he want, which, again, a lot of people feel led to all these problems mm-hmm. that uh, call for prosecutorial reform. What she can do as minister is... Um, 
appoint people to high-ranking positions, which she has done, and mm-hmm. some people say controversially. And she can also reorganize the actual structure. And yeah. so really using all the uh, kind of tools at her disposal to mm-hmm. uh, uh, effect this reform that uh, people have been calling for. All right, Misorang, uh, out of time. As always, appreciate all this uh, reporting and look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you for having me.